All right, here we go. My name is Jeremiah Thomas. This is the podcast series, Getting to Know Grace. Uh, Previously in this podcast series, we've interviewed elders, uh, staff members like myself and Kelly Douglas, the music director, Uh, and now we're into life group leaders. We've had a couple life group leaders uh, that I've interviewed previously, and now here I sit with Brad Carlton. Brad, how are you doing? Doing very well. How are you, Jeremiah? I'm doing very well indeed. we just had lunch, ladies and gentlemen, at Zaxby's. We were going to try and do it there. It didn't work. And then we were going to try and do it in the car. And it didn't work because it was very cold, uh, approximately freezing. And so we came back to Brad's house. And I appreciate that. So the sound quality is not going to be Grace Prez finesse uh, like it usually is. But I think we'll be okay. You think so, Brad? Works for me. Good. All right. Um, maybe to get things started, uh, could you just tell us how you came to Grace? Okay. Um so Kay, my wife, mm-hmm. uh, and, and our children have been members at uh, First Presbyterian in Columbia for a number of years, and um, we live out here in the Northeast, okay. uh, the Elgin area, and so it made sense mm-hmm. to um, to us, for a number of reasons, to um, to take part in the new church plant mm-hmm. that is Grace, yeah. um, both because it was closer proximity to our home, and uh, which would allow us to invite uh, neighbors and, right. and friends from this area to church more easily, um, and uh, and also we just like the idea of um, of being part of of the startup church. Mm. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, a kind of a common theme, you know, from many of the members uh, that we have from First Pres into Grace. Uh, it's cool that y'all are out here already, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right, that community feel and being able to invite neighbors, um, it's one of the kind of key things that we push at Grace. That's uh, Very important. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, y- you mentioned Kay. Uh, maybe speak you know, uh, a little bit about how y'all met. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, well, first of all, I should say that Kay and I have been married for 23 years. Hmm. I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina. She was living in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Um, she had a uh, sister, actually two sisters, who lived in Charlotte at the time, and we knew each other through church. Okay. And so um, Kay was visiting Charlotte with a friend, and um, the rest is history. <laughs> I, I met at her sister's home, uh, and uh, I met Kay, and uh, it's uh, it, it was immediate chemistry. I can, okay. I won't say love at first sight, but, um, <laughs> but immediate chemistry. That's cool. Yeah. You know... What we need to do, I think, is eventually bring all the wives in for just a, <laughs> a, a, a quick interview on each and say, okay, your husbands have told me how you met. Give us the real story. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so well, there we... is more to the story, okay. but we won't go there. <laughs> well, uh, we can get the details later. All right. I understand. Um, well, that's good. Thanks for sharing that, at least. Um Next question, maybe could you just tell the listeners how you came to faith, how the Lord worked in your life? Sure, sure. Um, so I grew up in uh, a United Methodist uh, uh, background, and uh, we were regular churchgoers. Um, and um, and I, you know, knew a lot about the faith mm-hmm. as a young person, but um, would not necessarily say that I had been converted hmm. at that point. I went off to college as what I would call uh, a, a seeker. Yeah. Um, church hopped mm-hmm. uh, through my college years and and into my first couple of professional years. And hmm. um, but it was about that time on my first 
real job that uh, I came into contact with a man who was at that time a deacon in the PCA church okay. who uh, led a, a weekly Bible study. And um, he was my supervisor, but I eventually started going to that weekly Bible study. And uh, that was the first time I had really been exposed to um, Reformed theology. Yeah. And um, Reformed theology made Christianity make sense hmm. to me for the first time. Yeah. And um, I can remember we they were in Romans when I first entered that um, that uh, that Bible study, and so much um, of man's state in relation yeah. to God yeah. is dealt with. Hmm. And uh, so I saw things more clearly hmm. for the first time in, in terms of my own heart, my own sin, um, and um, and um, what that means to God. And uh, so it was during that Bible study, during that time in my mid-20s that I, that I came to faith hmm. in Christ through, um, really just through the working of... Um, the spirit in, mm -hmm. in my heart in the in the form of that Bible study. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. Um, one one thought that I had, and maybe just a, a quick answer will suffice. But um, <clears throat> you know, you had mentioned that 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 deacon, uh, the PCA deacon, uh, he was also your supervisor at the time. And mm -hmm. how how did that relationship come about? I mean, was it just as simple as a conversation in the work in the workplace, or did, you know, was there a different kind of relationship there? Or it it really was a conversation in the workplace. Um, I mean, he was sort of a winsome, charismatic guy yeah. and was, um, you know, not um, off-putting with mm. his faith, but certainly was visible mm. with his faith in the workplace. And, um, uh, you know, I guess casually at first invited me to yeah. uh, to uh, to join. And, and we're there. he was also part of a prayer group that okay. met early in the morning yeah. at the office. Um, cool. And I, that's probably where I actually... Um, kind of started okay that process with him very cool uh you know that's and the reason i ask you know a lot of times when we're trying to work through how to be a presence in the northeast it can sometimes be a little intimidating uh especially in the workplace and so to have a testimony like that is very sure. powerful and very encouraging i think for for yeah. all of us and it was important for me obviously mm, that's a that's a great testimony thank you for sharing that sure um moving into uh perhaps, you know, life group proper, uh, you are a life group leader. Mm -hmm. Had you had any experience with small groups previously? Uh, and if so, you know, were there any kind of just things in particular that, that you have kind of latched onto from that, uh, or maybe been, re maybe repel is too strong of a word, but you know, been repelled from, uh, okay. um, so, so no, I would say I've never been repelled okay. uh, from, from the small group um, setting yeah. uh, and have been involved in, in numerous examples. Um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it was more or less a small group setting that uh, ultimately led to my coming right. to the Lord. Right, right. Um, and, uh, and that was, um, at the time, the church that I was involved with referred to those as covenant groups. Ah. And... Um, <laughs> And, and that was definitely a, uh, a more than just a Bible study, right? Um, and that's where I had my first taste of the of the small group um, format. Mm -hmm. um, 
and then at various times, pr- pretty much everywhere we've lived, Kay and I, as a married couple, we've been involved in some sort of small mm-hmm. group, be it a, a Bible study mm-hmm. or or more. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that has been something we've led in, you know, in our own homes. Sometimes that has been something that we were just participants mm-hmm. in. Um, so it's natural for us to be yeah. involved in small groups here. That's cool. Uh, you know, one question that I've been thinking through uh, for myself, but also for life groups in general, is just the the level of commitment or effort or whatever word you want to put in there. It, it seems like you, know, you and Kay as well, y'all have kind of continued in this type of ministry mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, I don't even know how to ask the question, but maybe speak to the commitment or the effort involved mm-hmm. or, you know, if there was... If at first it was tough and then you succeeded, you know, or, or how did you know how did that work out? Because um, I think sometimes that's a question that we have at Grace is, well, how much do we put in? How much do we get out? This mentality or or, or something. Sure. Uh, well, just just a couple of comments about life groups in general. Yeah. Um, uh, one is, you know, having been uh, members of or involved in large churches, right? Life groups are a natural. They're they're at they're uh, they're in their natural element in a large church because it's difficult to get the sense of community right. in a large church that you might in a smaller church. So life groups help with that. Yeah, and and that's probably where we learned to appreciate mm-hmm. life groups the most. Um, we've experienced a greater sense of community in the life group format. and made lasting bonds and lasting um, Mm -hmm. friends in Christ Mm -hmm. in that format uh, more than anywhere else. Um, So it's just become a a normal part of how we do church as a a family, as a Mm -hmm. couple. Um, I think that with regards to commitment, um, I think that uh, particularly in a church like Grace where it forms one of the pillars of the way we yeah, do church. You're right. Um, that participation is um, is necessary to fully partake in mm-hmm. the the life of what is Grace Church. Mm. Um, and you know, varying people in varying stages of life have um, have differing levels of participation. For sure. Um, based on what's going on, mm-hmm. but. Um, uh, we can really be blessed by our participation and getting to know our brothers and sisters in Christ mm. through that participation. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, and maybe to piggyback off of that, you know, one of the, I mean, maybe I'm speaking kind of from my naivete as well, coming into a small group church. I mean, this mm. is one of the first churches where, like you said, a, a pillar uh, to live life together uh, through these life groups. Mm-hmm. You know, previously for me, it was not so. I had some of the churches that Rebecca, my wife, and I were at. And so coming into here, it was so revolutionary for uh, for myself and for Rebecca to learn that, that the life group was not only the meeting. Uh, I, I don't know why it... <laughs> I, mean, I I rail on it all the time because I just didn't know it. And so I'm really speaking to myself a lot when I say it out loud. But to realize that, that this wasn't just a Sunday night meeting, but that this was this was more than that. This was a connection, um, an emphasized connection with people that you were living life together, perhaps in your geography or just, you know, where the Lord has led you to be. And, and so is that 
Is that different or has that run true for y'all as far as life groups go? Um, or is this kind of an emphasis that you've maybe not heard first at Grace, but uh, emphasized more so at Grace? You know, I, I would say that um, Grace is probably the first church that we've been a part of mm-hmm. uh, where life groups were um, almost instead of right. other types of services right. through the week. Right. Um, thinking primarily of Wednesday nights and mm-hmm. Sunday nights that are traditional in churches. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we found through our participation in other life groups is that um, community develops, and not just community, but friendships develop. Mm-hmm. The strongest friends that we had at First Presbyterian Church were the people that we were in life group to, together with. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, some of those same people are now at, at Grace Church. Right. And... Um, so we uh, have continued that connection and that mm-hmm. fellowship. Um, after a time, um, after a life group has met um, for for some period of time, those friendships and connections naturally develop, mm-hmm. and you do begin to do life together, mm-hmm. spend time together outside of the organized life group meetings, um, and um, and it, and it really just kind of becomes a subset of mm-hmm. the church that you spend a lot of time with and, mm-hmm. and uh, you begin to appreciate one another and share each other's burdens and joys and um, it's good. That's a, I mean, that's a great summation, uh, a beautiful summation, I think. You know, the the continued walk of life groups. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like just walking in on a Sunday night doesn't immediately equal this intense fellowship that, you know, you will see them on Monday and you will see them on Thursday and you're going to go to their thing on Friday. It, uh, but to see this kind of continued growth of fellowship together where it, it starts in this life group meeting that we have on purpose, mm. that it might start there and we sure. can share together and then these things bud out of it. Um, that was beautiful. I appreciate that as well. But don't be mistaken. <laughs> it doesn't, um, it doesn't happen. Right. Um, as a program or in a flash or overnight, right. it does take work and it takes mm-hmm. commitment. There will be those times, particularly early in the life of a life group mm-hmm. where people may say, gee, I don't feel like going tonight. Yeah. It doesn't always feel um, right. like you'd want it to. Mm-hmm. It takes work and commitment and, um, but it, you know, it bears fruit Great. like anything else that you put that work and commitment into that's of the Lord. Hmm. Powerful. Um, those are really all the questions that I had. I think this has been a great conversation, Brad. I really appreciate it. Uh, I will end as we always end with a question to you, uh, and hopefully your answer will be uh, to all who are listening. You know, here we are at Grace, four years in, almost exactly. We're a couple weeks on the other side of four years of uh, of particular Sunday worship, uh, where we've been together worshiping. Um, a building is being built. We have our land. Uh, we're still in the school. Life groups are growing, things like that. Um, do you have any just specific thoughts uh, as a life group leader or uh, prayers or um, kind of vision, anything like that that you would like to share with the congregation at this time? Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, my, my greatest prayer for grace is that we will see um, the church develop into a um, a diverse church mm-hmm. um, that is uh, 
that is appealing to and meets the needs of the greater community in the in the Spears Creek Pontiac area mm -hmm. um, that will be uh, that will be relevant there that will be welcoming um, uh, but that we will see converts to Christ through that effort mm -hmm. um, the uh, the uh, emphasis on outreach and um, and uh, bringing the unchurched to Christ mm -hmm. I think should be a primary focus. That's a good prayer, Brad, and I too will pray it with you. Thanks for this time. Thank you.